0: Welcome back once again to the Coffee and Heroes podcast. It's that time of the month now where we go through all of the previews books and tell you what to buy. Well, maybe not quite, but we'll tell you what we'll be buying anyway. But uh, yeah, this is going to be the November previews books. This is going to be for titles, mostly coming out in January and beyond, just with a few early solicitations as well. So your host is always Alan from uh, Coffee and Heroes in Belfast, uh, joined as always by Mr. Keith Miller. Good evening, sir. How are you?
1: I am very, very good. And would that be... Coffee and heroes that we read about in the Sunday Life uh, this week,
0: Alan. Sunday
1: Life on Sunday and Belfast
0: Telegraph on Monday.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, you were all over the local news. Um, big three-page spread in the in the Sunday papers. Now that that said, that you know that was the only thing reading in that particular rag. But, <laughs> but well, uh, I,
0: I think I preempted telling everybody about it by I don't normally advocate picking up the Sunday Life, guys. But uh, yeah, I mean it's. Any any publicity is great publicity. The the guard I chatted to on you was was lovely. It was recorded about a month ago and to be honest I didn't expect a three page spread. I thought half a page, you know, that kind of thing. But clearly I made an impression either that or I photographed well and they were happy to
1: you know Uh, you know, everything you were saying was was really cool, you know, how you've supported your comic bank community over COVID and how you did that and, you know, getting the website out there, talking about the podcast and the YouTube and that. So no, it was well well deserved. It was great. Uh, we've got a we got a copy of it here in the house, at least we have a, a copy of that particular article. <laughs> why uh, do why do I
0: feel like the rest of the paper has been burned out the back?
1: It, it was it was left in St George's Market when we stopped for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good job, man. Great. great.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, was as I say, any publicity is good publicity. Anything that spreads the word is is always a good thing and you know, came across really positive. So yeah, it was very very chuffed with it. Very chuffed with it. So Uh, Even if it is under the headline of Comic Relief, which I can't believe, uh, which I can't decide whether I like or I don't like. But but well, but yeah, I mean, we obviously talked in the article quite a bit about being a place for resources, being a place of community and so forth. And that's what always these podcasts are about as well. You know, it's about trying to help guys get into, you know, upcoming series. It's about letting you guys know what's coming out. Uh, We like to go through all this kind of stuff and get that information out there. So, yeah, it's... uh, it's it's nice to always do the previews pod because there's always plenty to look forward to. It can be challenging sometimes because you want to look forward to things but you don't want to spoil things. So it's you know, it's a, it can be an awkward one, but we are here to take that all away from you and we will be doing it as usual by going through all three books. So just in case it's your first time with us as ever with the previews books, there's three different books. There's a DC book, there's the Marvel book, and then there's the main previews book which is all your indie titles, so your Image, your Boom, Dark Horse, etc. etc. Uh, these books are always in the store. They're always sitting in the corner, along with sheets where you can write down any titles you'd like to add to pull lists. If you can't make it down to the store, just drop us a message on Facebook, drop us an email, CoffinHeroes at Hotmail well, Any way you could, you want to get in touch with us, we'll be able to get you sorted for these titles. So, um, again, it's the the previews books work in the way where we obviously like to know if a title's going to prove popular. Make sure we order enough copies. Make sure we have all first prints for run A's, all bagged and boarded, all lovely and good to go well, when Diamond decide to send us them but that's a whole other story at the moment but mm. we're going to focus just on the books so yeah, uh, just a brief breakdown really quickly, I mean when it comes to the books this month, I even have to hold my hands up as a Mr. DC the Marvel book easily wins this month for me, there's a lot to pack, unpack on there and uh I know Keith's looking forward to that but with the DC book, you know, it's it's a lighter month in January in terms of new titles but when you have a new Bat title coming from one of our favourite creators, what more do you even need? Uh, there are a few interesting one-shots as well, and some creative team shake-ups that keep the book more than interesting. And it's actually a really great month for those playing catch-up as our series of the year. I think it's not too early to say that. Hits trade paperback in January, and there are other mini-series collected as well, and, and tons of great ongoings as well to, to make up the book. But I can see you smiling like a Cheshire cat there, Mr. Miller. Tell me about the Marble book.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely, it is a it is a mighty marvel. New Year, I think, in January uh, of 2022. It's hard to believe we're we're there already. Um, so I guess we're we're kicking into. I mean, there, there's a load of new series, a load of new series, uh, which we'll, we'll get to. But we've got the continuation of uh, Devil's Reign, uh, which is written by Chip Zdarsky. It's a continuation of his, uh, I guess, partly his Daredevil series. Uh, but explode in that and the, the happenings of that into an overall Marvel event, and uh, as the as the the kingpin continues his latest bid to seize power, we've got some tie-ins there with the Winter Soldier, uh, villains for hire. That's the, the latest incarnation of the Thunderbolts. Uh, some X-Men crossovers and uh, a Doctor Octopus uh, Superior Four crossover, which I guess is like. You know, it's it's a throwback to his superior Spider-Man days, but it's and also to um, the Spider-Verse. So it's it's like a Fantastic Four, but all four of the Fantastic Four are different versions of Dr. Octopus uh, kind of interesting in there. So what about those new series? We've got Wolverine getting two new series, Elektra getting a series, Ben Riley Spider-Man getting a series, She-Hulk getting a series. There'll be some cheers for that. And uh, and cheers from yourself as Silver Surfer gets a series. Sabretooth mm-hmm. uh, is getting something, and Silk is getting something. Um, one of my favorite writers, Whenever if we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man, Dan Slott, is launching it into what he calls his Marvel Star Wars in the Fantastic Four, the Reckoning War. Um, and that's, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that. Dan Slott's been teasing this uh as a as a culmination for a very long time uh he says it's been it's a story it has been brewing since the mid 70s um and uh, it's going to be a major storyline in slot's current fantastic four run uh kicking off with the lead in one shot uh and it's going to feature fantastic four she hulk silver surfer jack of hearts the watcher the original nick fury uh not the not the current uh nick fury and uh there may be some links to Secret Wars uh, and, and it maybe being the original Secret War. Uh, so all sounds pretty cool and right up my street anyway. Um, we have Louise and Walter Simonson uh, of classic 70s and 80s Marvel returning to the pages of X-Men Legends for a, another. You know, X-Men Legends is sort of the in-continuity throwback stories uh to you know to the 70s and 80s so uh, we have apocalypse facing off against the new mutants we have got uh four of marvel's x titles taking a break in january um probably in tandem with uh, the the official exit of the head of x jonathan hickman um so they'll be uh excalibur wolverine x-force and sword uh will be uh, will be leaving um but you know, still, uh, there's there's nothing wrong with with with, I guess, trimming trimming the plant to, to make it a little more healthy. Uh, surprised to see Wolverine going in one way, but the fact he's getting two new series would suggest maybe not so much. Um, and uh, yeah, so loads going on in the trade paperback section as well. So yeah, as you said, a whole lot going on uh, in Mar for Marvel in, in January 2022. What about uh, what about the the indies? Well, I mean, when it comes
0: to indie books, I mean, one series was definitely going to dominate the indie indie book this month, which... The return of one of the industry's biggest titles, you know, it really has been too long. You know, Vicky has been waiting and waiting for this news to come through. Uh, and it is coming back, but it will be returning with an oversized issue for its regular price. So all is forgiven for the, the long wait. Uh, but yeah, Image for me in this month's book are definitely the, the company with most look forward to. Uh, they're also launching their next generation of talent, calling it Generation Image. They're, they've signed some top-level creators to, to create books for them as well. A lot including of great,
1: a good buddy of
0: ours. Including, indeed, a, a, a canto alumni, if you will. Uh, but yeah, there's for me, the the standout is more graphic novel based in Through the Indie Book this month rather than launching a new series, which again is not a bad thing. We, we have a lot of regulars who are more uh, graphic novel readers, so I think this will definitely be of particular interest to them. Uh, and then there's also a few sort of luxury items through the, the previous book, we'll point out, including a glorious hardcover collection for one of our favorite titles, uh, as well as some sort of variant cover sets and things like that, which we'll get into. So there's, by and large, it's still relatively strong uh, in the book, but again, I think it just pales this month in comparison to the uh, to the Marvel book, which we will, of course, get to. So that's your, your brief overview. Just to go into a little bit more detail, as ever, we'll, we'll go with DC first. Uh, You open the DC book the first thing actually is Batman One Dark Knight which is number two which is the the uh, black label series being launched by Jock written and drawn by and the only reason I mention this is because number one is still available for pre-order at this point it is going to be a three issue series in total Uh, and again just the name Jock sells this instantly for me. It is premium plus format size, or silly size as some people like to call it, <laughs> so I'm still not going to convince Keith to get it in a single issue form. Something tells me that'll be a trade weight for you. Possibly. It's three issues, right? What's the gist of it? So three issues, one dark night, it's basically like a massive power surge goes out in Gotham and uh, Batman's sent in to investigate and it looks like the... You know, that's why it's called One Dark Night, so to speak. So Mm -hmm. it looks like it's going to be classic detective based storytelling and and Jock's artwork alone will will sell that certainly for me. But one that I think you will jump onto probably single issues, which is easily DC's biggest launch uh, this month, is Chuck Hart. It's a Batman title. I know. Sit down. I know you're in shock. Uh, A new Batman title, not only that going into the origin of Batman, but hopefully we're not talking Pearls, hopefully we're not talking uh, Zorro and the Monarch Theatre. This looks to be looking at a different point in Bruce's life, so this is a new series called Batman the Night. Uh, The reason this grabs attention straight away is it's written by Chip Zdorsky, the art is by Carmine D. Jane Domenico. And for this one it's the origin of Batman and his never-ending fight against crime in Gotham City as modern mythology. But what of the story in between? How did an angry, damaged young man grow into the most accomplished detective and crime fighter the world has ever known? How did the Dark Knight begin? Superstar writer, Chip Zdarsky and acclaimed artist Carmine DiGio Domenico will take Bruce Wayne on a fraught journey, making allies and enemies on his training to become Batman in this definitive new series. So this looks to be a long series that's going to cover maybe what I like to call the Batman Begins years. That's the only time we've really seen this kind of stuff.
1: Um, And I was, I mean, I swore to myself that I wasn't going to grab another uh, series that chronicled Bruce Wayne, you know, Batman's origin. But this, I mean, to me, this was the most, uh, my my favorite of that, of that, the Dark Knight trilogy, Uh, fantastic as as it all is, is Batman Begins because it's the origin story. Uh, And my favorite part of that origin story is that part, you know, the part where he's not quite Batman, he's Bruce Wayne training to become Batman before he makes that that leap. So uh yeah this has absolutely got me. And I love that sneaky wee how did the dark Knight begin. <laughs> you know, he's making an obvious an obvious we wee shot there. Uh a wee a we test testimonial, I guess. Um yeah I'm 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 looking forward to this actually. Uh, it's gonna be one of the one of a few couple of DC books that I'm that I'm gonna jump on. I'm trying to be a wee bit more Careful with my with my buys, trying to balance my books that are ending with my books that are beginning, and trying not to go mad. Um, you know, such as the way whenever you, you suddenly realise you, you have a mortgage to pay every month. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is definitely worth jumping on, especially with with, with chip on it.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, gonna be a 10 issue mini series that one. So that is Batman of the Night at number one. Uh one that's actually been resolicited this month is the Batman Catwoman special. So this is a, a one-shot special to coincide with the Tom Keene, Clayman, Liam Sharp series. But this has now been expanded to be a John Paul Leon tribute issue as well. He was, of course, working on the interior art for this story. He sadly passed away a number of months ago. Uh, but again, it's a Batman Catwoman special. Now, if you're on Batman Catwoman, th- this is where it gets tricky as a store, because originally this was a $5 one-shot, and if you were on Batcat, I would have just put it in because it's part of the, the overall story. But because it's been expanded, it's not a $10 issue, so I don't really want to force it upon customers and sort of be like, it's in your box, you know, it's a more expensive issue. So definitely let us know if you do want to get it, but... Again, it's going to have that uh, Backcat Cat special as before, but there's going to be extra uh, stories in this, extra artists contributing as well. The likes of Tommy Lee Edwards, Bernard Chang, Mitch Dreads, Variants by Lee Weeks, Bill Sinkovitz as well. So uh, again, it it has been delayed. I think at one point people thought it was going to be cancelled, but they have found a way to repackage it and hopefully honour the legacy of by all intents and purposes, seems to be, seem to be one of the industry's really good guys. Um, and the, again, someone who left us too soon. Mm. Um, but speaking about Catwoman, there is a new creative team for Catwoman this month, and Catwoman 39. I've been loving the Catwoman series, and a lot of that is because uh, Ram V's been writing it. But I will stay on this simply because this seems to be a, a more of a Marvel writer, I would say, making their, their DC debut. Uh this is Teeny Howard coming across who I believe oh, is doing okay. Excalibur.
1: Excalibur, yeah, which is which is cancelled obviously this month. Um or 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 stopped, ceased this month in the in the Marvel book, so she's she's making that jump. Cool. So, so basically she got really angry
0: that Excalibur got cancelled and went, I'm gonna go to D C uh, i doubt do that i sincerely doubt that also but yeah it's going to be written by Tini howard and art by nico leon so this is what we always call in the industry uh, as a jumping on point you know new creative team the idea being here that if you're a new reader you could jump on here so it's issue 39 as i say uh so for this one it's catwoman is bored of alley town and has returned to gotham city proper for bigger fish to fry and to go back to what she does best stealing crime boss secrets for blackmail and looking damn sexy while doing it of course New ongoing series writer Tini Hard makes her DC series debut, writing "The Cat of the Night," placing Catwoman in her first blackmail heist, disguised as a stripper at Gotham's most secure underground club. Oh, Catwoman hiding in plain sight in five-inch platform heels at a gathering of Gotham's crime elite, while surrounded by all the beautiful women and other shiny things to look at. What could possibly go wrong? Mm. I will continue to stick with that as well, because Jenny Frisson continues to do variants, and I collect it in variants rather than coverays. So
1: I see. So, um, um, looking forward to uh, a bit of a bit of a one shot special um, uh, that's coming out in January uh, Superman and Robin special number one it's by Peter J. Tomasi and the art and cover by Victor Bogdanovic um, and this is going to put John Kent and Damian Wayne back together but things have changed a wee bit uh, obviously Peter J. Tomasi wrote the Super Sun series, Challenges Super Sons so he you know the, the the quintessential uh john kent and damian wayne together victor bogdanovic has been on um wolverine uh recently uh, over at marvel so that's pretty good but as the super sons uh john kent and damian wayne put evil to bed past its bedtime but a new day has dawned john kent is now the superman of metropolis all grown up and fighting for truth, truth justice and all kinds of grown-up things that superboy was only beginning to understand as a child now a ghost from John's past has read its head, and to battle this evil he'll need to reunite with Robin for one last mission into the Heart of Darkness. This time they'll be battling not as Super Sons, but as Superman and Robin. Uh that sounds really interesting. It's a forty-eight pager that uh I think is gonna put a just put a cap on that particular series. Um Yeah, I mean anything
0: Tomasi uh, is writing has the attention straight away. As you say, he understands this dynamic, this relationship brilliantly. Uh, Victor Bogdanovich, I believe, is the one who we always say, is that great Capullo working under a pen? Uh, that's the one. Very similar style. So. But yeah, that's going to be, as Keith says, a 48-page one-shot there. Uh, speaking of one-shots as well, uh, Garth Ennis is going to be writing a one-shot for DC in January as well with art by Gary Brown. And it's going to be focused on the character of Peacemaker. So Peacemaker disturbing the piece number one, uh, a 40-page one-shot. Uh, The breakout character from the Suicide Squad gets his own tale of peace ahead of the upcoming HBO Max TV show. So obviously being released to coincide with that, I believe James Gunn did the TV show that's upcoming as well. So long before joining the Suicide Squad, Christopher Smith, codenamed Peacemaker, meets with a psychiatrist, a woman dangerously, dangerously obsessed with his bizarre and violent past. From his tragic childhood to his military service overseas to his multiple missions with special forces, Smith has more than his share of skeletons in the closet. But who's actually analysing whom? And will this trip down memory lane result in yet more fatalities? Garth Ennis and Gary Brown delve deep into Christopher Smith's history of violence and reveal what might bring peace or not to the Peacemaker. One thing I have to say about this is... Holy crap, that is some dark preview pages for a free-to-read previews book. Uh, it depicts what I think is a young Peacemaker coming home to find his parents uh, dead. And I'll not go into more detail than mm-hmm. that. Um but yeah, to, to pretty much finish off the DC book here, it's more of a focus on graphic novels. Now, there are, of course, all the ongoings as normal. You know, Batman's continuing detective comics, Superman, Son of Kal-El, Task Force Z, The Flash, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, the three things I just wanted to focus on to finish off with is a Sarah graphic novel collection. So, first of all, you've got two hardcovers, uh, both Batman-based. I know, again, shocking. Uh, one is Batman the Detective, which was a six-issue miniseries written by Tom Taylor, art by Andy Kubert, uh, in terms of single issues, we are still awaiting issue six. I believe it's due out in the next week or two, which will close that off. And then another hardcover collection coming out is Batman: The Imposter, which is written by Mattson Tomlin, who's one of the screenwriters for the upcoming The Batman movie. And art in this is Andrea Sorrentino. This is only one issue deep so far. It is going to be a three-issue miniseries, but that first issue was unbelievably good. And you will be able to check out a review, an upcoming reviews podcast where I will gush over that, I am sure. <laughs> but I will leave you to finish off the DC book with that other trade paperback collection. What could I be talking oh,
1: about? Oh, absolutely! It's, it's got to be the uh, the particular collection by uh, by James Tynion. Uh, that that book that constantly surprises me that it's a DC book. I don't mean that in a bad way, but it just it's it's so indie. Um, and that is Nice House in the Lake, Volume One. It's a 200-page softcover, uh, standard format, and um, we talk about this book every reviews podcast. You know that, that it's out because uh, it just is phenomenal. But uh, this is the first collecting the first six issues of the 2021 smash hit horror sensation. So that'll have you all caught up whenever Nice House in the Lake returns with issue seven after a after a short break. Um, Everyone who was invited to the house knows Walter. Well, they know him a little anyway. Some met him in childhood, some met him months ago. And Walter's always been a little off. But after the hardest year of their lives, nobody was going to turn down Walter's invitation to an astonishingly beautiful house in the woods overlooking an enormous Sylvan Lake. It's beautiful, it's opulent, it's private. So a week of putting up with Walter's weird little schemes and nicknames in exchange for the vacation of a lifetime? Why not? All of them were at that moment in their lives where they could feel themselves pulling away from their other friends wouldn't a chance to reconnect be nice such a series such a series uh i think probably our, our our choice of the year so far alan
0: i think so it's it's very hard to argue with that point the depth that the title offers every single issue the rereadability, the little clues it feels like a puzzle at times but it feels like a great character piece as well but there's the mystery behind everything that's going on i mean when I first saw that the blurb there was around seven or eight lines, I thought this is going to give a lot away, because we went into this so like blank slate, we had no idea what it was about, but it actually doesn't say much there, despite being no. eight sentences long, so yeah, it's just an outstanding book. It is a bit of a shame it's going on a break, but it actually might allow people a little chance to catch up, read the first six issues, see what all the fuss is about, because as you say, we... We wax lyrical about it all the time, but it is a truly special series. Uh, so that is Nice House in like the Lake, the Trade paperback, uh, which will be hitting in January also. So that pretty much uh, sums up the DC book. As I say, there are other ongoings towards the back, but again, this book will be in the store, so you're more than welcome to leaf through it at your leisure. So let's move away from DC and let's move on to that Marvel book.
1: Perfect. Um, Okay, so first up is... Uh... A book that I think Joshua Casara uh, teased for us uh, whenever um, whenever we interviewed him. I can't remember what he called it. Project Mayhem. Mayhem, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that that was it. And uh, I believe he was referring to uh, Wolverine, which uh, just uh, as we've learned has been cancelled uh, in January, but it's been replaced by two uh, by two series. So it'll be going, it'll be going bi-weekly and those series are X Lives of Wolverine and X Deaths of Wolverine, uh, both by Benjamin Percy. Uh, art on X Lives is by Joshua Cassara, art on X Deaths of Wolverine is by Frederic Vincentini. Um, so yeah, sorry, it'll be going, it'll be going weekly as two interconnecting twice monthly series. Um, you know, start start coming out, and it's, I suppose you could compare it to the the format of the the modern classics, House of X and Powers of X, both in format and maybe in importance. Um, looks like the be two interlocking stories, which are said to flash back and forth between Wolverine's past, present, and future, uh, in order to prevent the death of a key figure in in Marvel mutant history. So I don't know if this links then to to inferno um there are loads of uh the loads of covers loads of, of variant covers were shown Wolverine in as many guises over the years current Wolverine costume original Wolverine outfit his white tux jacket an eye patch which he wears as patch in murder poor his weapon x you know headgear you know special forces uh you know team 7 uh uniform and canadian army stuff so it all looks it all looks kind of uh really interesting but what we've got in the solicitations in January is uh, the biggest Wolverine story of all time begins here. Week one, which is the X lives of Wolverine, number one of five. Both of these are five-issue series, if I didn't say it. Uh, week one, Logan James Howlett, Weapon X. The, the mutant best known as Wolverine has lived many lives under many identities in many places, but never before has the fate of the future been so entwined with the past. Fan-favorite eras of Wolverine saga are explored anew with the never-before-seen episodes as Logan must travel to various points in time to prevent the death of a key figure in mutant history. But these lives are only one side of the story. Uh, be here for the start of the time-shredding saga across all of Wolverine's history and uh, future yet to come. And then the, solic- the, 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 the solicitation for X deaths of Wolverine number one of five is week two. Death is not the end, death is the Omega. Week two of Wolverine's future lies in the past. What does it mean for the present? The reciprocal series to X Lives of Wolverine, X Deaths of Wolverine is can't be missed reading, chock full of revelations for the best there is, as well as the fate of mutant kind. So, a lot going on here. So, we have the first two issues of both of those series uh, kicking off in January. What do you reckon on that, Alan?
0: Well, first of all, I'm curious if it's the 10 lives of Wolverine and 10 deaths or if it's X lives and X deaths because we had this yeah. whole thing with House of X and tree, Bars of Truth, And the yeah, fact yeah. that it's 10 issues as well overall... Uh, oh, leads, it. leads me to think that that might be the 10 lives. And if you think as well, of course, how what House of X and Powers of 10 set up with the different... There was 10 different timelines, wasn't there? So
1: There were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is
0: it going to focus on a different one each time, you know? so. But yeah, with the, the talent involved there and so forth, I'm hoping this is something you can jump into with sort of minimal experience to a degree. Uh, mm. I've been reading a lot of Hickman's X stuff through Trades and Omnibuses. That's how I read... Um, x of swords for example i have uh, i think it might even be coming this week which is the hellfire gala and then there's going to yeah. be inferno as well so but yeah with the talent involved yeah bring it on
1: mm, i mean i think this will be more connected possibly to i mean i don't know how connected it'll be to you know obviously it'll be connected to the the croco stuff the, the hickman stuff um mm-hmm. but with ben percy on it i think it's more likely to be connected to, to his series or or you know, it's just his exploration of of Wolverine's entire timeline, which is yeah. going to be interesting. Um, yeah,
0: well, definitely, I'll be on a, it anyway. Definitely an event to look forward to. Uh, prior to that, of course, you you have the big Marvel event kicking off this December, uh, and continuing in January, which is certainly one I'm looking forward to, which is Devil's Reign. Uh, we mm. have, it's it's solicited here as far as issue three. Uh, issue 3 in January so there is still time to sign up for it the first issue hasn't dropped yet but this is Chip Zdorsky, Marco Cicchetto continuing on from their Daredevil event but as Keith said in the intro this is going to tie in the entire Marvel Universe and mm-hmm. there's definitely a couple of tie-in issues have caught your eye here.
1: Yeah absolutely um, we've got uh, Jerry Duggan who is uh, currently the writer on uh, X-Men uh, and on Marauders. so he was a key part of, uh, of the, the Krakoa era of X-Men uh, so we've got the Devil's Reign tie-in, three three issues of X-Men. Uh, Jerry Dugan, Phil Noto, uh, who's fresh off Cable. Uh, Emma Frost has many skeletons in her closet, but only one of them is currently uh, is currently Mayor of New York City. The truth about the White Queen's secret past with the Kingpin of Crime comes to light as Wilson Wilson Fist makes his play. Will his old ally Emma Frost stand in his way, or protect the secrets they share? Uh, so that'll be that'll be interesting pulling the the X-Men into what's going on in Devil's Reign. Um, anything involving Winter Soldier normally has me especially uh, if it is written by uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing we've been talking about Kelly and Lansing a lot uh, over the past wee while um, these are definitely writers to watch um, the uh, the Kang series that they're currently on is phenomenal and their names keep popping up so we've got The Devil's Reign uh, tie in Winter Soldier number one it's a one shot and um, and it's uh, art by Nico Leon. Power Mad Mayor Fisk has been gathering information on superheroes. How far will Bucky Barnes go to steal the file on his own shadowy, half-remembered past as the Winter Soldier? And what horrible revelation awaits him if he can get past the kingpin? Some secrets are meant to stay buried, and some doors are meant to stay closed. Uh, so that's another uh, A Devil's Reign uh, connected series that I'm really interested in. Uh, of course, there's one here, another Daredevil. Uh, series uh, involving uh, a a favourite writer of
0: yours maybe you want to have a chat about well once again you can't get away from that man Chip Zdarsky and he's doing a a Marvel event tie in which is Daredevil Woman Without Fear so of course through Chip's run Electra has uh, assumed the mantle of Daredevil as Matt Murdock has been in prison serving a sentence for you know essentially accidental death I suppose but manslaughter I suppose Uh, he's serving two years and he's determined to do it but Electra has stepped into Hell's Kitchen and taken up the mantle so this is uh, Zdarsky writing this one and Raphael de la Torre on art and for this one it's uh, the next pulse pounding chapter in the saga Mm -hmm. of New York City's Guardian Devil this time starring Electra joined by Raphael de la Torre Chip Zdarsky continues his landmark run and the Daredevil story that spins directly out of the shocking revelations in the pages of Devil's Reign Electra is the world's deadliest assassin and she's taken a vow not to kill. Someone puts themselves directly in her path with deadly consequences. What else would you expect from the Marvel Universe's greatest hunter? So, I mean, when it comes to, we, we've we spoke about this before with, you know, Marvel events, DC events, you know, how do you approach tie-ins? Do you need them all? Do you need none of them? The best thing to do is to look at uh, the characters that you enjoy. So, as Keith said, prior winter soldier interested in that x-men interested in that there are other tie-ins here as well villains for hire superior Four city of fire and then with this one i would probably say this would be relatively essential just because sadarsky's writing it uh this oh. is tying into his daredevil run and it's tying into the devil's reign as well so but again just pick and choose the characters you like or the or the the creators that you like i suppose is the way to do it um, this is a three issue as well, isn't it? Three issue miniseries as well for this one, and and just as a wee side note, actually, I love how much Keenpin looms over nearly every cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Phil Noto cover for X Men is class. The uh, Philippa Massifera cover for Winter Soldier is brilliant. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to Devil's Train, You know what I mean? It's not. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't seem like a a Marvel or DC event where it's like the whole fate of the universe is at you know is at it risk. Really- it's a
1: it's a street level event. street level event which yeah. just is right up my yeah. alley so mm-hmm. really really it's, a, look forward to that. it's my favorite uh it's my favorite level of of the marvel hero ecology is is the street level where spider-man belongs where daredevil belongs where Luke mm-hmm. cage belongs you know the marvel nights moon Knight. uh you know being handled very well uh by uh by jed um right now so
0: yeah, excellent stuff to look forward to. So again, Devil Train hasn't kicked off just yet. So if you're mm-hmm. feeling our excitement for it, there's still time to sign up for that. So uh I see that uh even though you're trying to you were saying, you know, maybe trim the pool a little bit or be more selective, along comes a spider.
1: Along comes a spider and uh, not the spider you expect, I guess. Uh so we have Ben Riley Spider Man number one of five by iconic Spider Man scribe JM Dumatis. Uh, the writer of Craven's Last Hunt, Spider-Man: The Lost Years, uh, and he's going to be returning to this uh, five-issue mini-series to uh, to to spin his webs once more uh, in in Ben Reilly's background. He's on it with uh, artist uh, David Balion from Web Warriors and Domino, and what they're doing here is effectively they're giving the Spider Clone uh, a new title, uh, Ben Reilly Spider-Man, and it's not it's not the title. That ben is taking over as the main Spider Man in the, in the current Spider Man Beyond era of Amazing Spider Man, but it's a whole different second title that flashes back to Ben's original time in his mantle of the wall crawler. Wall, wall crawler. It's set during the era of the clones, and as I say, Jim Dematis is one of the 90s Spider Man original writers. Um, it's going to be set during the time when Ben originally took over as Spider Man from Peter Parker whenever Peter was thought uh, thought initially dead and then retired. Uh, you know, and he did that during the, the clone saga itself. Um, so Ben, so this will be the, the, the 90s, the, the, the old adventures of Ben, and then the contemporary adventures being told in the pages of The Amazing Spider-Man. So uh, it's really cool. I mean, Ben's a fascinating character. He's Peter Parker, but he's not. You know, he's, 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 he's Peter, but his life taken on a, on a different path. Uh, you know, always trying to do the right thing, not always succeeding. Um, I will, I will miss the blue hoodie, of course, because I always preferred Scarlet Spider to Ben as Spider Man. But, uh, but yeah, this is going to be really cool. Um, you know, we'll be. You know, Ben spent a lot of time around uh, Ashley Kafka and the Ravencroft Asylum and all of that sort of stuff. So I think we're going to see uh, some old characters and some deep dives into into Ben's psychology and all that sort of stuff. So this could be this could be really interesting. I'm a huge sucker for Ben Riley. I have to
0: say. Yeah, really enjoying the the current run of Amazing Spider-Man ever since that sort of Spider-Writers room took over, so to speak. Uh, And obviously a lot of focus on Ben Riley. so I think that'll segue nicely into this series as well. Um, Another new series launching that has already got a few people excited, uh, already a few guys have signed up for this, is Return for She-Hulk. So a brand new number one written by Rainbow Rowell and art by Rogue Antonio. I must say, the most exciting part of this looks to be the possible return of the Corner Marvel box. You know, you look, you look at those covers, I would love to see a return of those. So it's just yeah, something yeah, so classic yeah. about them. But, uh, but yeah, so. Definitely,
1: for, no, I agree with you.
0: I agree with you. But yeah, for this She Hulk, I mean, first of all, the cover A is absolutely glorious. One of the best artists around, I think, Jen Bartel for cover art. And for this She Hulk, it's the best character ever is back in her own series and about to glam up the whole Marvel universe. Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. the sensational She-Hulk, is no longer savage and needs to put her life back together. She's got a career to rebuild, friends to reconnect with, and maybe represent the court of law and enemies too. Well, she may not want to connect with them, but they are definitely going to connect with her. And the last page of this first issue is going to send Jen down a road. She never traveled and will definitely shake up her life. And the usual Marvel line, possibly the whole Marvel Universe.
1: (laughs) Of course. I think, I mean, this is going to be really interesting. She-Hulk was like a massive character in the 80s, Uh, you know, whenever she joined the Fantastic Four. She was West Coast Avengers and then she joined the Fantastic Four uh, to replace uh, Ben Grimm after he stayed on War World, Battle World after Secret Wars. And she always was a real counterpoint to her cousin Bruce because, you know, she she retained her, her Jen Walters personality. She was addicted to... You know, being big and green and gorgeous, and uh, you know, went into went into court. You know, she ended up. She she rarely transformed into Jean Walters. You know that persona. She was always She Hulk, and uh, and yeah, I mean, she's she's got a huge follow, and she's got like a cult following, I think, in some ways. Um, so yeah, I'm re- Jason arn has been doing some really interesting stuff with She Hulk and Avengers. She's she's she overabsorbed too much gamma energy, and she's become savage. She can't control it, you know. But this is obviously. Coming back from that, and then the repercussions, and how she, you know, she's sensational again rather than savage, and and how she, uh, how she rebuilds all of those relationships and and that. So I'm really interested in this. I don't know uh, Rainbow Raoul very well. No, not someone I'm
0: overly familiar with either. But it's always good to have a new voice coming in, and maybe yeah, just go into it that way. But I mean, the last She-Hulk run I can remember reading was Charles Soule. I think did a twelve issue run. Ah, uh, that wasn't that long, but I remember at one point her going up against Matt Murdoch in in the court of law. Cause obviously Charles Soul is a a lawyer as well as a writer, mm-hmm. and so he knows the whole law side of things as well. And I remember really enjoying that run. Uh, I think Phil Nudo was on covers for it as well. So, uh, yeah, as I say, there's been a few guys have signed up for this already. So as you say, maybe that cult following is bigger than we thought.
1: Yeah, maybe. And uh, speaking of uh, of of cult followings. We have uh, Silver Surfer Rebirth, number one of five. We've got uh, a couple of legendary Marvel creators, Ron Mars and Ron Lim. Uh, Coming back for this, I guess you're excited about this, being a big surfer fan. Oh, this is going to cost me a fortune, Keith,
0: just looking at these covers alone. Um, (laughs) Even Peach Momoko's knocked it out of the park here. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. this is uh, Silver Surfer Rebirth, so this is a similar idea to what you were talking about before with X-Men Legends. It's about going back to a specific point in continuity and telling new stories uh, from that continuity. So, as you say, a couple of legendary creators here, Ron Mars and Ron Lim, are working on this. And uh, they basically, you you know, they're a big deal when the the byline is they're back. No, we don't mean the guys on the cover. We're talking about legendary creators Ron Mars and Ron Lim returning to tell a story set during their fan favorite run of Silver Surfer. Someone has stolen the Reality Gem, an object that allows the user to fulfill any wish, no matter the consequences. But whoever has taken it is doing things like bringing back dead hero Captain Marvel. It's up to the surfer to re-team with the least likely of allies, Thanos, to find the gem and restore reality to its proper form. So, with this series in mind, what I've started doing in the store is ordering in the Epic collections of their run. So it's a run very much worth going back to. It's it's recently become my new thing of uh, what single issue series to start collecting or recollecting again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love this run, Surfer. I have a massive uh, soft spot for. It's really interesting for me that my two favorite Marvel characters couldn't be more polar opposite. You have the street-level vigilante daredevil, and you have the cosmic surfer of the sky, silver surfer. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to this. It's just a five-issue miniseries, but hopefully that's a five-issue miniseries with, uh, with more to come afterwards. We shall see. But uh, speaking of cosmic, I think this might be the biggest one of the month, perhaps, in terms of scale.
1: Yeah, I think you could be right certainly scale and, and, and lead in as uh, we finally have uh, fantastic four uh, the reckoning war alpha uh, number one uh, so obviously this alpha uh, always designates you know the one shot beginning of, a, of an event and uh, this is Dan Slot's event that he's been uh, that he's been talking about for, for so long. Uh, As I mentioned earlier on, uh, well, it's drawn by Carlos Pacheco. So that's always, that's always good. Another Marvel legend. And uh, we've got a, it's a, it's a 2020 spring, 2022 event featuring Fantastic Four, She-Hulk again, Silver Surfer there. Uh, Say we mentioned the Jack of Hearts, the Watcher and the original Nick Fury and the storyline will continue in the ongoing Fantastic Four book beginning with January's Fantastic Four 40. So originally, Teased as a rekindling of, of Marvel's original Secret War. Um, he's not referring to, to any of the Secret Wars that, that we maybe know about. He says this is this is connected to the first war in the Marvel Universe way before Secret Wars. Uh, you know, He's not trying to spoil anything, but if you track the Marvel timeline all the way back to the Stan Lee days of Marvel Comics, you can figure out what that first war was. This series, The Reckoning War, is that war being rekindled. Uh, the cause of that war, which nearly destroyed everything, has been reignited. So Dan slot has been very vague on this. So hopefully we're holding off to the reveal uh, and there's no spoilers before the Reckoning War alpha one shot. Um, he says these are characters that have not really been around since their original appearance. Uh, the very fact that they're back is something. Uh, the minute they walk onto the comics page once people realize who they are and what they've done in the past every part of your body will clinch uh so this dan slot's really really pulling it out of the bag but then dan slot's a long-time marvel fan turned uh intern turned writer uh and he you know he says that the name reckoning war was first mentioned back in december 2005 she-hulk number three by uh by by dan slot himself so that's it's really interesting he says You don't need to know any of the backstory breadcrumbs to get the Reckoning War. Uh, You do not need any of the previous appearances of these characters or or his work on them, like She-Hulk, Avengers, The Initiative, The Silver Surfer, The Great Lake Avengers. Uh, But if you've been reading any of his stuff for the past 18 years, then you'll you'll have all the pieces. Uh, But if you haven't, you can just jump in and be fine. So there you go. Um, Something that he envisioned whenever he was eight years old, apparently.
0: Hopefully his writing style will not mirror his eight-year-old writing style and will mirror much more his more recent stuff. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Dan Slott for me, I, I, we were obviously just talking about Silver Surfer there, for example. You know, that's my favorite run on Surfer was, was Dan Slott in the All red So, I mean, I, I know I've been a bit up and down with jumping into Fantastic Four, but I think this is definitely going to get me into it. Um, i mean is it going to be a case of do you think is you know when it comes to the february book are we going to see fantastic four reckoning war number one and it be an event or is this just going to be through the pages of fantastic four Uh,
1: it it seems to be through the pages of the fantastic four i would say we'll maybe see fantastic four reckoning war alpha we'll maybe see i don't know if we'll see tie-ins with some of the other series and then eventually we'll see probably
0: fantastic four reckoning
1: war omega yeah Yeah, um sounds very much like batman fear state
0: then you know if you're alpha you're omega but the main series is through batman rather than uh, an event
1: yeah i think so i think so
0: nice yep you may have finally got me down slot to jump on the fantastic four full time
1: Bravo, sir.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much sums up, you know, in terms of the new series. But again, there's tons to enjoy in this book if you're you're flicking through in the store. Things like Dark Ages continues. Uh, Venom will have finally kicked off by then. I know it's been beset by a couple of delays. Uh, Donny Cate's Hulk will have kicked off by now. Uh, Jed McKay's Moon Knight will be continuing, will be coming to the end of Death of Doctor Strange, which has uh, started really strongly Mm. And then you'd mentioned uh, a couple of uh, trade paperback slash collected editions. I just wanted to throw out a bit of attention for two of them. And, of course, they're both Daredevil. But there's a Daredevil uh, omnibus uh, by Brubaker and Lark. So you'll be possibly mm-hmm. happy at that, given how much you stole the virtues of that all the time. But Have you read that yet? No, I've got five trades sitting there. It's my next okay. thing after Immortal Hulk, so I'm... I have 10 issues of Immortal Hulk left and then we can finally talk about it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So you've got that coming. And then the other one I wanted to uh, mention was the Mighty Marvel Masterworks series, which of course is the reprints right from the very start. Uh, So far they've done Fantastic Four, Avengers, Spider-Man, Thor. Uh, This month it's going to be Daredevil, so it's going to be the first 10 issues uh, put into one volume there as well. So... But again, far more than we have mentioned there. I don't know if there's any you want to throw a bit of attention out for trade-wise or I not. mean there's
1: there's there's plenty going on, but I think you've you've highlighted the ones that are uh, that are really, really awesome. Um absolutely that would have been what I would have picked would have been the the uh Brubecker and Lark uh Daredevil. Um there's the the Death of Doctor Strange. Um two paperback will be out by then as well, and that's that's been a brilliant series. Yeah, very much
0: so. So yeah, I can finally read this ad this feeble daredevil run that's going to usurp my mark wade chris samney run is my favorite <laughs> i'd say it could very well <laughs> cool so that is the marvel book there so as ever we'll move on then to the indie book and again as i said in the intro the indie book is there's a little bit less to it this month you know i i sort of thought anyway there are quite a lot of cool trades coming out though we'll certainly highlight a few of those uh but definitely image hold the uh hold the win here in terms of new stuff to look forward to a couple of new series a couple of returning series so um i mean in our notes we have a different series is the first thing to mention here but it has to be saga we have to mention saga first <laughs> issue 55 it is finally coming back so i'm sure you've heard us talk about saga before and if you haven't heard us talk about it you've probably heard vicky talk about it but uh saga of course is is easily one of images most important and biggest titles of all time it's it's up there with the walking dead in my eyes certainly and it comes from the team of fiona stables on art and brand cave on on writing duties i always pitch it to people in store as star wars for adults you know it's it's got the world building and adventure of star wars but it's definitely more of an adult title whereas star wars is sort of a bit more family friendly but finally coming back with issue 55 it's coming back at its same three dollar price point which kind of shows you how long it's been since Saga's been out, that it was a $3 title. Uh, But they're keeping (laughs) it at $3, and it's going to be a 48-page return as well. So if you've never read Saga... I highly, highly recommend it. It It's absolutely brilliant. There's a couple of different ways to do so. There's the trade paperback collections, which are six issues at a time. You've got the hardcover options, which are 18 issues per hardcover. Or you've got the Saga Compendium, which is similar to the Walking Dead one. It's sort of the most value option in terms of you get the entire run there for for a cheaper price as well. So tons of ways to enjoy it. If you're not sure... Uh, Image do this great thing called Image Firsts which will reprint the first issue for a pound and we have some of those in store as well and we're more than happy to, to give you a little taster of it before jumping in but I would imagine a lot of people are going to jump on this um, it, it, it's a title that maybe will expose the OCD of us comic collectors because I know for example Keith you collected it in hardcovers
1: well I collected it in hardcovers that's purely your fault <laughs> yeah I'm guilty
0: as charged uh some people have collected in trade paperback forms so they're like should i read single issues and then or should i just wait for the trade but i think a lot of people are going to jump on this just because the anticipation you know
1: mm-hmm. i know 100 percent. i'm looking forward to it coming back it, it does present me with a quandary because uh you know i have those those three uh big uh big chunky campaign you know compendiums hardcovers um so i don't know what to do i haven't figured it out but uh yeah i mean i think it's great they're coming back with a you know, 48 pages, 44 pages of story, at that price, and that's obviously sort of a a thank you to the fans for the patience of the wait, uh, because it has been quite a wait to the point that I'm going to have to go back and figure out, you know, going to re- have to reread the story uh, before January, you know, take it home over Christmas, yeah, and uh, and figure out, uh, you know, where it where it ended and the nuances and what was going on with Prince Robot and all the lads, and you know, so uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Not for kids, definitely no. graphically, sexually, and violence wise. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is, you know, this is us into the second half of the series. So will it go to 110 issues?
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it, if if Brian Kavan's anything like Robert Kirkman, he knows how long compendiums should be, and uh, we'll make those nice and even. But, but yeah, Walking Dead was the same. Walking Dead was a three dollar title right to the end, and I think part of that is you know, rewarding the fans who stuck with such a long-form story as well. So, uh, but yeah, de- undoubtedly the biggest uh, title of this month. You know, I, I made a joke I was going to just write Saga on the previews board, and that was it. <laughs> and uh, I left it that way for four days, but then it, it has been updated since, I promise, with uh, a few more choices on there. But yeah, definitely the biggest indie title this month. But uh, another one definitely look forward to. I'd, I'd mentioned about this uh, new initiative image we're doing called Generation Image where they're going to be bringing in some new creators uh, including the few that we recognize some new artists some new writers and the first title is joe hill's reign so number one of five this is going to be a five issue mini series uh written by joe hill but also co-written by david m boer who of course we're we're big fans of through canto you know friend of the podcast and so forth uh, the artist on this is another generation of image artist called zoe thorogood as well and this is actually a new imprint as well called, I presume it's for Synergy. Uh, it's a new published imprint, part of Image Comics from Chris Ryle and Ashley Wood. So for this one, uh, it basically says you'll enjoy this if you like the magical realist elements of love and rockets and the eerie overtones of lock and keys. So on a seemingly normal August day in Boulder, Colorado, the skies are clear and the honeysuckle speck couldn't be happier. She's finally moving in with her girlfriend, Yolanda, but their world is literally torn apart when dark clouds roll in and release a downpour of nails. Splinters of bright crystal that shed the skin of anyone not safely undercover. Rain makes vivid this escalating apocalyptic event as the deluge of nails spread across the country and around the world, threatening everything young lovers honeysuckle and Yolanda hold dear. So begins a gripping five-issue presentation of New York Times, best-selling author Joe Hill's acclaimed novella, adapted by rising stars David M. Boer, Zoe Thorogood, and there he is again doing colours, Chris O'Halloran, the, the most, mm-hmm. the busiest colorist I would say, in comics. So, uh, yeah, that, that actually leads the way in Images uh, solicitations this month, even ahead of Saga, which I found interesting. Mm, so they've clearly big, clearly big plans for that one.
1: At, um I see they've got a five issue, a new five issue starting uh named uh, Bolero, Balero um by writer Wyatt Kennedy, who is uh, is this is this Wyatt one of Wyatt Kennedy's first uh books at image? Um
0: I think so, yeah. But
1: well it says a new series from two bright eyed and bushy-tailed little scamps. So uh <laughs> Luana Vecchio on, on uh on art. But it says a woman running from a broken heart discovers a mother key into parallel universes. The rules are the key can work on any door. The mother will only let you visit 53 universes. Do not ask to speak to the mother. Never hop more than 53 times. Interesting. Yeah, I was sold on this one just because of the... uh, image. do this all the
0: time. There's certain things that just speak to. And it was Sex Criminals meets Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. (laughs) <laughs> you know i'm i'm in for that and the preview art pages for this look pretty fantastic as well very atmospheric great art um i'm definitely all in on that um moving along from there there's the return of a couple of series first of all noctera comes back this month so noctera is a, a dark sci-fi fantasy series from scott snyder tony s daniel there is going to be a one shot due i think in the next couple of weeks which is uh blacktop bill the villain of the piece But it returns in earnest with its new story arc, Pedal to the Metal, with Noctera number 7. So Noctera The Trade will definitely have you covered here. It has issues 1 to 6. We still have some of the ones in stock which came with the signed book plates by Snyder and and Daniel as well. But I've been loving Noctera and I'm looking forward to it returning. So lights, camera, action. Snyder and Daniel's rip-roaring hit series returns as Val, Emery, Bailey and the Ferryman continue their mission to bring back the light. But with all new shade variants around every corner, darkness will reign like never before. Meanwhile, Blacktop Bill meets some old friends. Do you think this is uh, Snyder very subtly saying that variants are the enemy of comics?
1: Yeah, could well be. I never thought about that.
0: <laughs> darkness lines around every corner. So so that is uh, Noctera. But there was one here, I think, that, that caught your eye. There seems to be a, a hardcover for Catching Up, but a brand new return of a series.
1: Uh, yeah, very interesting and mostly because uh, Mark Wade's name is associated with it. Um, or Sorry, not, not Mark Wade, Kurt Busseck. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Kurt Busseck's name is associated with it. Um, and it is called Smith. The hardcover uh, is, uh, it's a volume one hardcover, so smart in their fine uniforms. Uh, the artists are Jesus Marino, uh, Carlos Pacheco and Alex Sinclair. Um, and it's 182 pages. It says the return of a classic, an oversized, fully remastered collection of the fantasy adventure epic to accompany the all-new series. Young Fletcher Aru Smith learns the true cost of war in an alternate history where dragons and magic spells are very much a part uh, of World War One, uh, as much as bullets and barbed wire. This edition in hardcover for the first time will, will present the art as Pacheco originally intended. It collects Aru Smith Volume One, Number One to Six. So I hadn't. I hadn't really heard of it, Alan, but it, it looks interesting. No, I hadn't heard of it either, and I I, I saw that they actually
0: led with this an image along with the uh, the Joe Hill's Rain one, and it, there's a, a six issue mini series this month which is Arrow behind enemy mm. lines. But yeah, I'd never heard of this before either, and then you flick through the book and you come across that hardcover like yeah, it, it,
1: yeah. It looks, often. I mean, not at all. I mean, it looks really. It looks like a really interesting uh, alternate reality. The 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 series. Uh, that is also out is aro Smith Behind Enemy Lines, number one of six again, Kurt Busiek writer Carlos Pacheco's The Art, and I mean that's a team that's, that's hard to, to look past um, says this begins the new Kurt Busiek era at uh, at Image, uh, he and superstar artist Carlos Pacheco, uh, Fantastic Four, the fantastic Avengers Forever Final Crisis, X-Men Superman, uh, bring you much anticipated return of Aro Smith, it's World War One but a war of wizards and dragons as much as bullets and barbed wire uh, young Airman Fletcher Smith plunges back into the heat of war and finds himself behind enemy lines, facing a threat that could doom the Allied powers. The first issue of a new Smith Universe miniseries, and don't miss the remastered hardcover of the original series in February. So, there you are. Um, I'm going to pick up the certainly the first issue of the of the series, and if it wets my whistle, then I'll certainly uh, I'll certainly grab the hardcover.
0: Yeah, I mean you've got the hardcover down there is February twenty third and the new series kicks off January nineteenth. So mm-hmm. that, that almost seems like the plan, doesn't it? It's like give this a go, see what you think, if you like it. Here's the first volume a month later. So but yeah, with that that creative team involved, but it's certainly intriguing. But again, it's very strange, you know. I, I like to think between the two of us our knowledge is, is pretty deep. The fact that the series yeah. has just completely bypassed us is kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll. Uh, I must. I must have a wee, a, wee, a wee Google. I haven't had the chance at all. Um, this this last couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, uh, sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. There's another absolutely phenomenal hardcover coming out from Image, uh, by uh, by Mr. Robert Kirkman and uh, Mr. Chris Samney, and that is the hardcover for Firepower. That is a beaut and it's going to be
0: a stuffed butte as well because it's yeah. going to have the uh the original prelude graphic novel which of course yep. was how firepower was uh, supposed to start out before COVID took over uh and then it has firepower 1 to 12 as well so you're essentially getting the first three story arcs i would say this will be the similar size to that uh, saga hardcover we were discussing before but if this is your first time listening to the podcast I mean, just go back and you'll hear Firepower nearly every single one before this. It's it's a book we consistently, you know, shout from the rooftops how much fun it is, how what great character work it is, what great mythology it is. It's, it's a book that really does speak for itself. And if you haven't jumped into it just, just, just yet, this hardcover is a great way to treat yourself. Or if you've been collecting the single issues like myself and you like a good hardcover, you're probably going to pick this up as well because...
1: It's going to be hard to look past this despite the fact that i already have the the prelude ogn on the original first 12 <laughs> issues um
0: yeah but i think we're going to give into this one to be honest and another hardcover that i will definitely be picking up is a series that it seems to be that i'm the only person reading this other than roddy roddy was reading this as well but we we've already talked about how nice house in the lake is probably going to be our title of the year this would be my mini-series of the year. This was absolutely incredible. This was a series called Carmen, written and drawn by Guillermo March, who's a Spanish writer and artist. Uh, he's worked mm-hmm. on Batman a lot, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, all, all kinds of stuff. But this had very Sandman-y type vibes to me as well. So, To give you the blurb for it, it is a story about an unconventional angel named Carmen and the young woman she takes under her wing when heartbreak strikes too hard packed with intriguing twists and metaphysical musings this gorgeously drawn series brings tenderness heart and humor to the delicate and difficult matters of life and death that we all face this went top of my pile every time it came out it was only five issues so i'm quite surprised it's getting a hardcover normally five issues to me says trade paperback but hopefully that's a a sign of like how highly it's held that they're going to give it a, a full deluxe hardcover i'm uh We're recording this on the the Tuesday night, the 9th of November. I'm off to Leeds this weekend to Thought Bubble, and Guilla March is there. And I've already seen two of the prints he's offering from this series. My wallet is going to take a pounding. (laughs) Uh, But that is a brilliant series. I've been, again, on the pod before, talking about it massively on the YouTube stuff in store. Get on that if you haven't uh, actually indulged in it yet, because it is genuinely one of the best things to, to come out this year, I think. So, yeah, so same with Image uh, as as the other books. There's tons of great stuff continuing on. You have things like Newburn continuing. That was a great issue one, by the mm, way. It was fantastic. Uh, you've got Primordial continuing. You've got Nita Hay- uh, name, Nightmare blog was also fantastic, the spinoff mm-hmm. from uh, Philadelphia. We'll, of course, be talking about all these things in the upcoming uh, Reviews podcast. You know, Deadly Class is continuing. Uh, Oblivion song is nearly at its end. In fact, it is at its end. It's the series finale this month with issue 36. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another Kirkman series coming to an end. But it's okay because he's only on issue 30 by this month of Walking Dead, so there's plenty <laughs> to come there. <laughs> but uh, moving away from Image and onto Dark Horse, there was one that caught my eye this month uh, from the team of Matt Kint and Tyler Jenkins. Uh, they recently did a great series called Fear Case that I was a big fan of. And this is another four-issue miniseries, which is a jungle horror story. So two haunted men are on the hunt in the jungles of Vietnam, searching for clues to a missing treasure trove of gold that was stolen from all over Asia by a Japanese general during World War II. Eventually, they find a series of hidden caves in the mountains near the coast. Bodies start showing up, murder victims and mutilated corpses. There is a rumor that the caves in gold are protected by terrifying witches that have been living in the cave system for thousands of years as our warriors travel deeper into the mystery they learn more disturbing facts about each other and become paranoid of one another as they get closer and closer to gold while at the same time a bizarre serial killer is hunting them down there is so much going on in that uh little blurb for this but i'm a big fan of those guys working together uh and again that's going to be a four issue miniseries from dark horse
1: sounds interesting
0: um, I mean, that's that's all that catches my eye, dark horse-wise. There is uh, some Hellboy stuff here. Hellboy's just never been something I've get into. I mm. Maybe one day. Who knows? I'll, I'll have to plug that gap. But moving on to Boom Comics, same again. There's, there's no series that started this month that caught my eye. There is a new Angel series starting, which is eight issues, which may have caught Keith's eye maybe a year or so ago when he was a bit more into buffing Angel, but only because Christopher Cantwell is writing this yeah. one.
1: Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cantwell obviously is high on my list, but I don't think I'm delving back into Buffy and Angel, um, for the foreseeable. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that alone. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, there's just two things from I wanted to mention. First of all, you've got Once in Future Volume Four hitting, so the soft cover of that. It's actually a little bit of an advance solicit, It's not out until March, but again, we 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 talk all the time. about Once in Future, one of our best indie series. And then the other undoubted big hit from the last couple of years from Boom has been Something is Killing the Children. And as if eight prints of number one was not enough, they're doing a, a special pack uh, with covers by David Mack. So they're releasing these as part of, uh, it's going to be a five issue pack of new covers. Uh, it's going to come out, It's gonna, it's the first of three highly collectible packs, so they're obviously going to redo the entire run. So if you're looking for something pretty special for something that's killing the children, this is a good way to do it. It's definitely more of a collector's item. It's uh it does have a forty dollar price point, so you're probably talking around the 35 pound mark for the five issues. But they are pretty special uh looking and it's although it is a more expensive way of getting into the series, you're better just sticking mm. to the trades if you're if you're after the story. Uh not much more to focus on, but there were a couple of bits and pieces from Aftershock. Uh, first up is a series called bylines and blood now the solicitation for this is fantastic this is this is up there for me and aftershock would be knocking it out of the park recently mm. i don't know if you've read heathens yet not yet oh heathens was so so good but well right. again we'll chat about that later but so bylines and blood it comes from the team of erica schultz and van jensen on writing and artist is aneki So the blurb for this is the future. The very concept of truth has died. Tell me if this all sounds eerily familiar. Politicians invent their own facts, and independent newspapers no longer exist. In this world, private detectives serve as Ronan, searching out the hard truths that people are desperate to keep hitting. Uh, the The best of these is Satya, known as Lady Dick, a former journalist turned gumshoe who runs every lead into the ground. But Satya has just received her hardest case yet. Her old editor has been murdered. Someone wanted him silenced and the trail points towards the highest bastions of power. To find justice for her friend, she'll have to put everything and everyone as she knows at risk. A prophetic neo-noir thriller with unexpected twists at every turn, Bylines and Blood is co-created by Ringo Award nominated writer Erica Schultz and comic writer and former newspaper crime reporter Van Jensen, aided by and abetted by Spanish art sensation Aneke. This just sounds class. The art previews look great. And again, Aftershock are quietly going about their business at the moment and doing some really, really good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, yeah, just strong stuff. I mean, the other one that I'm looking forward to from Aftershock, well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it being collected. I've collected it all in, in singles, but it's worth mentioning the uh, Seven Swords trade paperback by Evan Dottery and Ricardo Latina. Uh, it's a five-issue swashbuckling miniseries. Uh, in which D'Artagnan, the last surviving member of the Musketeers is drawn into a final conflict with the wicked Cardinal Richelieu, whose ruthless quest for power has led him to the supernatural. But the last Musketeer can't defeat these infernal enemies alone to save the world. He need to join forces with iconic swashbuckling heroes, including Don Juan, uh, Captain Blood, Curano de Vergerac and others. This group of seven swords must overcome their differences if they have any hope of thwarting Richelieu's diabolical plans. This uh, trade uh, will contain the entire series, all five issues, and it's been really good so far, really action-packed. It's almost like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for the swashbuckling set. Uh, so very, very much enjoyable. I know uh, I know some some folks who will really enjoy this, um, you know, the swashbuckling swords for hire, um, the, the John Wicks of their era. Uh, very, very cool stuff.
0: Well, again, just to, again, throw a little bit of love Aftershocks way, we do have a dedicated aftershock section in the store. It's over towards the, the Marvel single-issue section. You know, obviously, we heavily promote image, you know, the sheer wealth and, and, you know, how good the titles are and so forth means that there is a big, massive image section. But have a wee look around the store and find the aftershock section. There's so many good titles there, and they're from creators such as, you know, Donny Cates from... You know, Garth Ennis from Cullen Bunn. There's a lot of great stuff there for Aftershock that is just waiting to be discovered. But uh, just one last one to mention from the in the previous book. And, you know, I always talk about AWA. And for January, they've got one new title coming up, uh, which just has a great cover that just looks like basically like a folded poster from an 80s video rental store. Uh, It's called The Fourth Man comes with the byline of three murders, 25 grand or best offer. Uh, So this one's written by Jeff McComsky and illustrated by Mike D.O. Jr., who seems to be pretty much an exclusive artist to AWA these days. Uh, Mm -hmm. So for this one, three dead bodies lay in a rural morgue, all murdered in the span of three weeks. It's up to the two detectives from opposite sides of the tracks to determine who put them there, if the murders are linked, and what, if anything, they have to do with a pair of dueling car dealerships. A dark comedy mystery by Jeff McComsey and Mike Deadal Jr. that is inspired by an outlandish true crime story. The fourth man's story will keep you guessing till the very last page. So, yeah, that is a very brief look through the indie book as well. Uh, but again, we must stress, the, the, there's much, much more in here. You guys can come in and flick through the the books in store and if anything else catches your eye just certainly let us know but that is pretty much what we will be spending our relatively hard-earned cash on i would say
1: (laughs) i'd say we both do all right for (laughs) cash (laughs) and earning it um when's the cutoff for orders for this alan so cutoff for
0: orders is going to be friday the 25th of november that's when the large previous order goes in uh, as ever, these are you know two months in advance, we'll always get the chance to top up one month in advance as well. So, if you're a little late to the party or hearing this podcast a little bit later, don't worry, get in touch with us, and we'll we'll always be able to to top the orders up but yeah it's just it's the best way to guarantee it is is getting your orders in before the uh the previews cut off point, which again is Friday the twenty fifth of November, so that is going to do it for our November out in January previews book. Uh, pleasure as always, Mr. Miller. When we talk about previews, it always makes me want to go and read some comics.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do after I get a wee bite of dinner, uh, possibly in front of our new stove. Very nice. Uh, absolutely. Um, look forward to uh, seeing you in store uh, in the next day or so, and uh, and uh, I think we'll have a we'll have a wee uh, reviews podcast coming fairly soon. I would say so. Notes are,
0: are being made as we speak and uh, some really great stuff actually to chat through as well. And I can finally let t- Keith talk on a reviews podcast about Immortal Hulk as I am 10 issues from finishing it.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great. Something
0: to look forward to there. Hope this guy's uh, proved useful as ever for you. Uh, again, anything appeals to you, just get in touch with the store in whatever way suits so best and we'll we'll get you sorted. So again, thanks to Keith for joining me tonight and thank to you guys for listening. So I've been Alan Taylor and this has been Keith Miller.
1: You can find Alan in store at Coffee and Heroes and on Twitter where Alan is at Coffee and Heroes 1 and I'm a Scannison 0 Coffee and Heroes is a local comic book shop, coffee shop and community hub in Northern Ireland based at Smithfield Market in the centre of Belfast.
0: You can find Coffee and Heroes on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or email us at coffeeandheroes at hotmail.com. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel as well.